It's time to Tokyo Fire. That was your opening. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> I made two seconds of a song. There you go. What's that song? I don't know. Can we get much higher? Oh, that yeah, one. yeah, yeah. It's time to Tokyo Fire. So fire. <laughs> so it's a hellfire issue. Episode. Episode. Yeah. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. <laughs> and I think this is what, I think towards the end of the Hellfire Gala, right? It's wrapping up. There's one more issue left technically next week. But right now we have three Hellfire Gala relative issues. Okay, ready? I'm going to talk my brief take on each issue. Ready? Oh, oh geez. Hot takes. Hot okay. takes. Wolverine. This is an X-Force issue. Yeah. That's what I got. 100%. Sword. A dope, 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 dope. Started out actually like, what is this? And then it was like, uh, yep. And, uh, yep. Definitely a red issue. Def- oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> What's a red issue? Okay. Way of X. What? <laughs> I mean, you got to. What? I know what you're reacting to because... A, it's issue three of a series that you haven't read anything else of. And B, there's a number of characters in there that you don't know. So what? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, those that's are what you're saying. Those are my general feels before we really dive in, you know? Yeah, so Wolverine number 13, Sword number six, Wave X number three. Do want to mention before we get started talking about these three issues, there were a couple of other X-related and or X-Men issues that came out this week. So X-Men Legends number four was the other direct X-Men issue. Yes, uh, I saw that on the table. So but I didn't read it because it wasn't in my pile. No, <laughs> this is a part two to a story that was in X-Men Legends number three. And it also picks up from stories that you haven't read and don't know. So from X-Factor's original run in the 80s. Okay. That's what X-Men Legends is. It's actually really cool as a concept where it's the past creators revisiting dropped or left dangling story threads. So oh, Louise, excellent. Louise Simonson and Walter Simonson. Wheezy, who was in, yes. you've seen her before in interviews. Marvel Voices Pride, number one, mm-hmm. which has a lot of Krakoa-centric mini stories. That's cool. This has a bunch of vignettes, small stories throughout the Marvel Universe, but a lot of them were... Krakoa or mutant relative. Interesting. I'll have to check that one out. I'm and interested in that one. Guardians of the Galaxy number 15, which, what are you well, talking about? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. why? But then, but oh, then, Star-Lord shows up. Yeah, so this actually would be a precursor to Sword number six. There is Ooh. the writer of Sword and Guardians of the Galaxy is the same guy. So Al Ewing is essentially making his own event inside the titles that he's writing dope and i plan on following guardians of the galaxy at least for the next two issues to be fully in this last annihilation event i almost i went deep down a rabbit hole i started reading this entire run it's primarily on marvel unlimited except for the last two issues danger and it's pretty good al ewing is a great writer i really enjoy his run on sword and i like the fact that he's basically pulling a a You know, Ben Percy, where he's able to have these be two sides of one whole story, because I would agree Wolverine was an X-Force issue. Yeah. So shall we dive into Wolverine or is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we get going? 
Well, do you want to talk about the cover first? Oh, yeah, of course. But I just meant like... I mean, so there were some other things, but it. there were some other things that were announced and that we posted about upcoming titles. But uh, I do have spots throughout the episode to talk about them relative to when they build out of. The difference between Justin and Alicia. Justin has a plan. Alicia improvises. <laughs> Since episode one. So what? It's my charm. What do you think about that cover, charming lady? I like it. I like it, and it is beautiful. Do you know who is the artist? Nope. Adam Kubert, who, if you remember from New York Comic Con, when we went and it was announced, he was the artist that everyone lost their mind over mm. when they said, oh, this is going to be Adam Kubert is doing Wolverine. He is also going to be the artist on the upcoming arc of Wolverine, which I'm very excited about because that was... You know, that was what hyped me about. I, I do like Ben Percy. I do like his Wolverine stories. I've been hit or miss on some of the arcs that I've gone through this Wolverine title. I am a big fan of Logan. But mm-hmm. Adam Kubert really sells me with his art. That's a that's a great draw. I mean, I do. I, I like the Wolverine Deadpool standoff vibes. Yeah. And then just the fact that, you know, they're fighting with the party happening behind them through these very delicate glass windows is yeah, yeah. just a nice contrast. Yeah, it's got the layered look. I, I always love when something has that where you have something in the foreground, something in the background, and they're mm-hmm. entirely separate scenes. And just Deadpool holding his martini glass. Can't spill your drink. Well, he's spilling. And he's got his, his appetizers on the other side. Mm-hmm. And balloons. Yeah. The balloons, I wonder why. But it's so cool. So in case he doesn't get lost. All right. Page turn noise. Okay. Sage, Sage, you beautiful Sage. I love Sage in this issue. Yeah, she really shines in this issue. And I mean, there's one moment in particular where she really shines. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. I mean, I I love Sage in this issue. I would say that I was kind of surprised that she's been going along with Beast's ridiculousness until she stands up. That's revealed in this issue that she knew the whole time because from where I left off reading, I was under the impression that Beast was doing these things unbeknownst to the rest of the team. Well, then in X-Force, the issue of the Hellfire Gala Mm X-Force, where she knows that they're using the telefloronics, the the Terra Verdean technology to bug countries, but she thought that they were only going to bug the ones bordering Terra Verde. Yeah, but bugging a country and controlling a country seems, are different things. Yeah, but it seems that she knew that they were controlling the ambassadors. But anyway, yeah. We got another timestamp. I think that 10 04 p.m. I think that might be maybe for next episode. We for said, the final. Yeah, we said we said it for everyone. I so know, far. but I we're going to do it. We're going to do it for next one because there's only one Hellfire Gala issue. There's... So we'll have time to yeah, go yeah. over the timeline. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's two issues, but there's only one explicitly Hellfire Gala related. But yeah, it's uh, everyone's excited for some action except for Beast, Mr. Control-It-All, Mr. Needs-to-Die because he's messing up everything but gets off relatively scot-free at the end of this issue. So done with him. I'm out on Beast. I mean, I was always, I shouldn't say always, but more recently I've been annoyed and disgusted but in this issue i was like okay enough out of you yeah clearly there's something wrong if giant plant people are attacking the party yeah at the end like the i expected the wrath of emma to be yeah to actually say and do something worse it seems like yeah he got off 
So there's a problem. Gotta go to the bathroom, Wolverine, and save this man from this evil tree. I love this man, this couple. Like, can this be us in 30 to 40 years? Can this be us in like... 30 to 40 minutes? No, like 60, 50, 60 we're, we're years? We're 30. That's 60 to 70 years old. That's that's around where they're at. 70 years old, maybe? All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. I just in was like... 60 years when we're 90? Yes. <laughs> they, they, yes. I'm not going to have white hair when I'm in 30 to 40 years. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I just, I love, I love how they interact with each other. Like, I'm drinking too much. You're playfully jabbing me about it. But at the end of the day, we tear it up on the dance floor. Yes, that's us. This is us currently, regardless of age. Sure. Yeah. And honestly, I I do sing and hum to myself as I go to the bathroom. What? You, the man who makes up songs, sings to yourself while you go to the bathroom? I would have never. Yeah. Um, who, who are these peeps at the bottom? Do you know who these are? Are they supposed to be cameos or... I assume so, but I don't know who they are. I think I that might be CB... horrific with putting a name to a face of a celebrity. I think that might be CB Sabolsky with the glasses in the background. Cool. That's the editor-in-chief. Yes. Okay, so this guy, he goes to the bathroom. There comes that terrible monster. Yeah, and I'm glad we get this payoff from the setup of X-Force. You know, I... I Go back and forth on the fact that I do, I would wholeheartedly agree this is X Force Part Two. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there are a couple of moments where I'm like, okay, this is the Wolverine centric element of this, but this tell is, me them. We'll, we'll get to them as we go. I know I'm just saying when they come, tell me them. I will. Okay. I go also go back and forth on the art in this issue. Oh, I like it. I like it at times, and there are other times that I feel like it's really flat. There were pages that I really enjoyed. Mm. This this panel specifically with the hand coming out of the ground, grabbing this guy by the throat in the bathroom. Yeah, I, I really like that. A lot of the action scenes I really like. I really thought that there was a lot of dynamicism in that, but a lot of the other ones, I don't know. Not I, I, it. I honestly, I started when I was going through it a second time, I started being like, oh, I don't know about the art. But as I went through it more and more, I was like, okay, I do like this art. Yeah, I mean, it's hard when it seems... Like there's not as much happening maybe in the background or, you know, when you have artists that you really like, then you start comparing and things that you maybe normally wouldn't have a aversion to. You're a little less yeah. interested in. But I do I do enjoy this page, the, the bolo tie beatdown. Yes. Faux pause. We get to our we get to our title page. What they did in the shadows. Hit me with that creative team. Written by Benjamin Percy. Pencils by Scott Eaton. Inks by Oren Jr., color artist Matthew Wilson, and letter VC's Corey Petit. Matthew Wilson, he's the color artist that does a lot of Russell Donovan's work. Mm. And I really, these two pages with Beast on the dance floor, walking around, and this this one with like he's charging, I do like these pages. Yeah, I do like the, the tones, the colors change dependent yeah, where, on the characters that are involved. And where they are, yeah. Yeah. So, and I do love that we're going to see this scene with Nightcrawler yeah. come back in, yeah. in another issue. So that's another, you know, I think... Honestly, the way of X issue, there were so many little connector points yeah. because of that. Because of Nightcrawler's antics. Yeah. That I just, it feels like it builds much further on what I was talking about last week with the interconnectedness based on the week. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what is happening in this week of issues is much more interconnected than it had been before. But we're nearing the end, you know, we're. we're Gotta wrap it up. Gotta tie it all together. Last I dance. will say, 
So in this issue, right, like in, in these pages, like Beast is talking about how he wants to take care of the threat that's going on, but we're not going to draw attention to ourselves and we're not going to make it a big thing at the party. Like, I'm sorry, you have giant plant monsters running around and you just tackled a woman. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I have a problem with the fact that he, he's hauling around trying to cover him his own mistake, but not really acknowledging the fact that he messed up. Right. right. He's he's taking no blame for this. He's just like, hey, we have to fix this. Right. Well, it's clearly other people's fault. Yeah. Someone must be messing with his technology. Yeah. Open up the pit. Throw him in. Sabretooth needs a friend. Because yeah. this, Bye, I'm Beast. Done with Beast. Sorry. I do love Kid Omega's little... Yes. I don't do worry. Yeah. I'll take care of this. Don't worry, Beastie. I got this. We get back to our, our bathroom bolo brawl. Oh, my God. Did you write that alliteration down? I did. <laughs> I love you very much. Yes. My bathroom boat, oh, bro. I will say this fight and where it leads Logan afterwards is what makes me think about it being a Wolverine issue. So like this conversation that they're having, Logan's unawareness of what, what is happening, happening to mm-hmm. the Terra Verdians and the way that we leave him at the end and, and how he seems to be like, you know, he's no longer on Beast's side. Right. Which is great. That character movement forward makes me think, okay, that's that's the thread that this that is made a, it a Wolverine, Wolverine issue. Yeah. This page is, these two pages of the fight is, again, where I really started to enjoy the art. I feel like it's the, the fighting pages. But then around this point, I was just like, no, I, I do like this art because even <laughs> the next couple of pages with Christian. Yeah. But this dialogue, I'm really, I'm finding myself rooting for the Terra Verdians. Like, who's the bad guy here? Who am I supposed to be rooting for? Because. Well, you should be rooting for the, I, I mean, I feel like the bad guy is Beast, yeah. right? It's not Krakoans or mutants in general. It's Beast and a little bit Sage, I guess, from going along with it. But this idea that you're supposed to be like, everything they're saying makes sense. Like, we. I didn't know that I was being forced to do this thing until all of a sudden I regained control of my own consciousness. Like this idea and everything that unfolds at the end with like the deal they make. And it's basically like, listen, y'all are going to back up off us. We're going to do what we want. We're going to do our own thing. And we're just going to not tell anybody about what you did. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's our agreement. And I'm like, I, I understand where they're coming from. I think Beast, what Beast did is terrible. Terrible. He even makes a comment a little bit later about how, oh, like when he's talking to Emma about Xavier's, like, oh, how Xavier knew things were going to happen in the shadows. Like, mm, yeah, he, it, not like this, though. You know, the X Force panel where, you know, have I ever let you down? Not yet. You know, this right, is yet. this, right. This and, is it, Beast. You, you let him go too far. Yeah. Okay. Well, now let's talk about this boat. <laughs> Christian lost. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> so but this, like, who is it? Right. So this, but all right. So the dialogue here, wait, before we get into the deep moments, let's just talk about those dolphins. Yeah, that is cool. Those page. dolphins just swimming along, hanging out with Christian on his ride. Alicia loves dolphins. I love dolphins. 
I love them. Quick little anecdote for you. Dolphins. Dolphins. We went on a vacation once and there were dolphins in the water and I... You could see it from our balcony. Yeah, you could see them from our balcony every morning. But once also we were sitting on the beach and I said to Justin, as we're sitting on our little beach chairs, if I see another dolphin, I'm getting up and I'm going in the water to swim with it. And I Which lost I know her. is wrong because dolphins, even though they're like amazing, they're also like really mean. And hey, we like, swam with dolphins once. Yeah, but those dolphins and were in a controlled are, situation. Yeah, right, right. But but I was like, I'm going to go for it. And I like just kept going out deeper and deeper into the you water. You traveled like 500 yards down yeah the, beach. The, the tide just like took me there and i was way I too casual about it i was just reading just like yep there's my wife that's my well, we were married we at the weren't time. that we were not married at the time we weren't that married <laughs> we weren't that married yet but yeah i tried to swim out to the depths of the water to hang out with the dolphins so i do love them It'd be the ex-girlfriend when, podcast at when that i point. was younger my like in third grade we had to have a career day of like what do you want to be when you grow up? And I came to my third grade class in my one piece bathing suit with my swishy pants over it and my and a little plastic bucket. And my mom made me a pin that's a dolphin trainer. And I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. So there's a little story for you. Anyway, who the heck is talking to Christian? So the fact that we'll this off panel know. voice knows that things are going crazy. Hell is at breaking the gala. loose at the gala makes me think that they're the person that let loose the the telefloronics, right? Mm. So they're the person that had something connected to them. I was either them. thinking that or they are part of. Ah. Oh my god. Right. Oh, was that what you were going to say? That about ambassadors. Angry against- ambassadors against Krakoa. Yes, that they're part of Ak. This is this is one of the the reveals that they were planning before. The other reason why I think so is because where this boat gets taken afterwards. Yes, the fact that it goes to Madripoor, and that's it's one burning. of the yeah, likely after it's been unloaded of its logic diamonds. Not good. Not good. But you know, just this. Here's here's what I need to know. Yeah. Because it seems that a lot has transpired between this voice appearing behind Christian and then him in the water because his clothes are completely tattered. So it's not like whoever this is just like picked him up and threw him over the side. There was definitely a struggle that we're not seeing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he is fully, you know, his gala outfit is not messed up beforehand. Right. And now he's in the water in shambles. They likely won't even realize you're missing until tomorrow, by which time I'll be long gone. Which also, like, no use of his powers. You know, there's nothing that he's even powering up a little bit on this bottom panel on the first page. So this had to have been someone that has, you know, maybe it's Mikhail, the the guy, the Russian guy with the Cerebro Sword. Because I think that Russia has a play in this. Russia is one of Ak. Ack. And we're back in the fight. Now Domino's involved. Domino and Deadpool. And then Deadpool. I just well like, again, I think the fact that Beast's con- only concern is about covering his treachery underscores how lost he is. Like and how that's why he deserves the slap in the face that he gets. Yeah. Uh, this joke from Deadpool is butt bazooka. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh Deadpool. Yeah, and, and and Beast and Sage going back and forth, and Sage is just like, enough is enough, yeah. Beast. Like, clearly, this didn't work. We have a problem. Like, get your head out of your butt, and yeah. let's get it get it together. Yeah, 
I mean, the fact that she was involved to some degree, complicit with Beast's plan all along, is is shady. But her standing up here and smacking him upside the head, I love accusing it. her is is beautiful and exactly why she is redeemed and he isn't. I love it. I just love the panel where she just slaps those stupid glasses right off his stupid face. Yeah. <laughs> this data page. Do you think Krakoa got off easy in this trade? Yeah. I mean, I think that's what I'm saying is I think that whatever Sage does, whatever she, whatever negotiations, however she takes care of this situation, mm-hmm. I guarantee you she makes it that this wasn't an act of Krakoa. This was an act of one man. This was a mistake within our ranks. And this is not how Krakoa sees you. But the fact, so, so yes, I would agree. But the fact that Beast refused to apologize or participate, but agreed to let me serve as his proxy. What ramifications will there be for Beast to remove him from the seat of power? Because I don't think that he's learned any lesson from this. No, I don't think so either. But I don't think that just because she's saying Beast allowed him, her to speak as his proxy, that doesn't necessarily mean that Beast controlled the narrative of what it is she said. Oh, no, no, no. She could have said anything and like, okay, well, Beast isn't here because like, you yeah, know what it, I mean? She it's could not have- my concern about what they know. It's my concern about what happens to Beast and, and operations within X-Force going forward. No, I, okay, I understand that. But the question you asked was, do you think Krakoa got off easy? Yes. And I think that they did, but I think that it's because of how Sage shaped the narrative of what she said to them. Okay. So she may have made it seem like, you know, apologetic and from the understanding that this wasn't an act of Krakoa. This wasn't, this isn't Krakoa's point of view. This is one man and we're going to deal with him. Whether or not that actually happens, that's something that needs to be, you know, dealt with within Krakoa itself, within X-Force itself. But I think it's actually good that Beast wasn't involved in the conversation. Because he would have set them off. He would have been like, we didn't do anything wrong. And he wanted to try to reignite their his control. He was right. like, no, no, well, let's just reset it. Right. So Learn nothing. Nothing. The worst. I do like what Wolverine says here. And it, it just speaks to his character to not just toe the company line of what's been happening with the team, but to start to question what's going on and, and seemingly, hopefully, stand up for what he thinks should be going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deadpool adding to the party. I love him when he says, honorary mutant, OG X-Force. Yeah. Hey, so 30 years ago today was the first issue of X-Force. Whoa, happy 30th birthday, X-Force. Even though this is a Wolverine issue. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. not. Yeah. But see, this this conversation too, like what you're talking about, like what Wolverine is saying, this is why I feel that the Terraverdians have an understanding that this isn't this isn't coming from Krakoa as a whole. Yeah, I just I feel like it was too easily resolved. I feel like these sentient they, they, they became sentient after being controlled and then they were too easily talked down from that having happened. I feel like it was wrapped up a little too easily. I would agree with that. It did get wrapped up really and, quickly. And the things that Krakoa concedes are pretty light in terms of what they did or what beast did to well, this country a billion dollars yeah that's a lot of money sure but also they they no longer accept the treaty with krakoa like they out yeah but they never did so that i feel like is that's not but wasn't all of this essentially beast's quote unquote effort to 
make them accept it. So like all of the work that they've put in leading up to this point is pointless now. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no getting Terra Verde on their side. Right. Then uh, no way. No way. Yeah. And then there's these this this couple. Where have you been? In the bathroom. You're sopping wet. Yes. And then they get their dance. They get their dance. That's nice. The resolution of them dancing was cute. A little bit later, Emma, Emma. and Beast. I just all right. So. I, I, as I was, as I was thinking about this, I went off on Beast and I feel like that is what I, I'm not mad. Speak your truth, babe. I'm not mad that I'm mad at Beast because I feel like that's the point of Krakoa. You're finally getting to the the emotional reaction level that I have when I read comics. No, I have it. I just have it and then rationalize it away because that's what I do with emotions. don't rationalize it away. Feel your feelings. In the age of Krakoa where you have heroes and villains at the same table mm-hmm. you need to understand a new depth of what it means to be a villain what it means to be the bad guy and i feel like beast is 100 percent the bad guy of x-force in addition to xeno in addition to mikhail in addition to mm-hmm. whatever else is happening with other subplots but beast is a virus is a cancer within the krakoan systems and society he also has it's because he doesn't whether or not he is open about it or conscious of it, he does not adopt the us mentality. No, he is still I am superior. He thinks I he's am a god. Smarter. I yeah. He will. He but he phrases it as Krakoa, Krakoa is, a is a god, right? But that gives him his own authority to believe like I am part of a god, so therefore right. I am a god. The blasphemy of him comparing resurrecting a dead planet a dead empty planet to enslaving a country full of people without their awareness and it's also like it's not even close to the same thing no there was a vacant planet nothing was there nothing was there they settled it yeah you're the worst beast and i think here's the thing i think emma was revving up to like smack calm, down calm rage so i think she that there will be be a moment where we come she back got distracted this, because of but because of what's going with, on yeah with, with the christian, ship and christian the ship, yeah i think she was taken away from her ability to really lay the smack down on beast yeah so i did at the end of these two pages i did in some way i don't think in his execution because i think he went way too far and i think what he was doing is too far but is he right in his actions is this the lengths that mutants need to go to ensure their survival or is he causing more problems than he's preventing? He's causing more problems and the way that mutants need to go is what they're doing with Mars. Like to ensure their survival is to really separate themselves from the people. You know what I mean? I think and Uh. in in the end of things, like maybe mutants are just not meant to rule on Earth. Well, I I feel like the the idea of rule is the problem. And and I know the, the cohabitation has never been successful. And a lot of people, their complaints about Krakoa and Era is the fact that mutants are essentially separating themselves from the conversation, that there's no reconciliation, there's no ability to reach the initial dream of Charles Xavier because they're no longer trying to broker that community. Mm-hmm. And I just don't, I, I don't see that that ever was going to happen. And I feel like that's the big picture thesis statement that you get from Moira opening up her right, other that lives that is that dream. it never, it never works. No mm-hmm. matter what you try, no matter what you do, that dream is a bad dream. Yeah. 
I think it's just that every time the mutants do something that they believe benefits Krakoa, but they do it in a backhanded, seedy, sneaky way, Mm -hmm. they're undermining their overall mission. If their overall mission is to have their own society and and be accepted and ensure their survival, Mm -hmm. then, or at least acknowledged, maybe not accepted, but acknowledged, then they need to do everything sort of above board so that no one can come back and say, well, you're, because their argument is like, we, you know, we tried to, to coexist with you. That was the Charles way. We tried to just overthrow you, over outrun you, whatever. That was the Magneto way. Mm-hmm. And now we've come together with the rest of mutantdom and we basically decided we need a new way, which is to just exist on our own. And we just need you to respect that. But everything that they do that makes it look like they're trying to overthrow the rest of the world yeah. hinders that objective. Right. So what Beast is doing hinders that objective. And, you know, Mars, I feel like, is a big flex, but they're not taking something that belongs to other people. Yes, but I feel like it's going to send a message of fear on the side of the humans, which they've always been reacting in fear and and acting from a place of fear of mutants as a a people in general. But I feel like that's just going to ratchet it up even further. Mm -hmm. And then... The ship is burning. The ship is burning. We get Where's our, all the crystals? We get our last data page from Deadpool. I like Deadpool. Uh, I like the jokes he adds. I don't think he makes sense to join this book. And I don't know if that's where they're trying to insinuate with this. I This is a team that's trusted with protecting the state secrets of Krakoa. Yeah, I don't think Deadpool has a place here. I don't. I don't know that they're trying to make him part of the team. I think they're just kind of playing the nostalgia. Yeah. The, the trope that like he wants Mm. to be on X force. He wants to be an X-Men and they had this opportunity to like bring him in with this big event where everyone was going to be invited, but he wasn't invited and now he's a party crasher. Yeah. Wolverine. Again, the, I wrote all caps, the audacity of beast to not be there and acknowledged what he did and the harm that he caused, which is why I think it's too neat of a resolution. If I was the Terra Verdians, I'd be calling for him to face consequences. Like I would want to see that as the Terra Verdian society. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want someone with that kind of moral compass to be operating in a position like he is. You know, that's some mutant supremacy bull. Mm-hmm. And it's not a forward in your face statement like we're your gods now that's some shadow puppet master nonsense mm-hmm. and I, I feel like they would have especially with the way that they were reacting in the moment gaining their consciousness they would have wanted more justice I would agree with that I do think however we haven't seen the end of it for sure I'd hope because you know no plots are ended no plots are ended the Krakoan for next issue is solemn solemn you don't know who that is because ten of swords ah dang it okay so anyway uh, not only solemn but also adam kubert adam kubert sword 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 love this cover 
probably my favorite cover of the three. Mm. Probably my favorite issue of the three. Yeah, I'm gonna. I agree with that. Definitely a red issue. You know, I, I so to follow up, and and I keep on bringing it up. Definitely a red issue. I feel like if you only read the four red issues, that's the story of the Hellfire Gala. Well, maybe that's why they're all red. I, I feel like that's not what a red issue means personally, but <laughs> the other ones thread much more closely to the individual teams and what their takes and what their beats are through mm-hmm. the event of the Hellfire Gala. But the fact that you have an opening issue, you have the big announcement and some political negotiations, you have the big planet-sized announcement, and then now you have what we're about to talk about, which <laughs> is very great. I feel like that you could have skipped the rest and been like, oh, that was the Hellfire Gala. That's what happened. Yeah. Shall we? Mm-hmm. Page turn noise. <laughs> Solemn little Captain America. I love this page. I do too. And I feel like you know, thematically it's talking about him feeling lost, him feeling small, him just looking at Mars and what it means and, and what, you know, the conversation that then happens in the next few pages with Dr. Doom really speaks to where he's at at this moment. But I also feel like he's also reflecting on this idea that when man walked on the moon, Man going to the moon was a Big was deal. a feat for all mankind. It was like this means so much more for us as mankind. We have this new thing that we can do. We've we've reached this new peak. I I kind of feel like he's he's coming from more of an understanding place of like for the mutants, this is the mutants walking on the moon. This is their next step. Uh, I don't see that because even as he says later on, you know, I just I wish, I just hoped. We'd all look for it together. Yeah. You know, I feel like what they, what the mutants have done is their own step. You know, it was not for all mankind. It was for mutant kind exclusively, and it was for the survival of their species. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what he's wrestling with right now. It's that it's an us and them. It's a, he does not, and I feel especially because, and you don't necessarily know this, and I do have some thoughts on this as we go a little bit further, but Captain America was a big part of the Uncanny Avengers, mm-hmm. which was a melding of some mutants and some Avengers trying to be more of a representative of all Earth, you know, yeah. all Earthers. But I just, I get, I don't know. It, it could just be me making my own like inferences because of how I view Captain America. But I feel like his struggle is more that he... He does wish that it could have been a unified front. Like, it wouldn't it have been amazing if just humans and mutants together could have done this thing on Mars and everyone could have benefited from what is Mars, right? What Mars is now. Mm-hmm. But I think he also understands, even when he talks to Scott in like earlier issues, like, I think he understands to some degree why the mutants are doing what it is they're doing. Just from a moral standpoint, if you're someone who's also a superpowered person and you don't feel the same type of hatred that mutants feel, you have to have some empathy for that situation. For like an understanding of, okay, I got my powers from a serum. You got your powers from your DNA. Everyone looks at me like I'm a hero no matter what. Everyone looks at you like you're a villain no matter what. Right. 
And so I think he has, I think it's that he does wish that this could have been something that they do together. But I think his conflict comes from the fact that he knows that they have this other factor to deal with. Mm. I, I, and it might just be my, my pessimism of, you know, the Avengers and how they've never really given a crap about the mutant struggle previously. I just, I don't see... I don't necessarily. I guess see like that. I'm not, but I'm just talking about Steve Rogers as himself, not the Avengers as a whole. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that might just be. I don't really know Captain America from the comics except for the terrible ones that I read. <laughs> Another X Force mention mm-hmm. by Rob Liefeld. <laughs> so, this conversation with Vindicator, Jimmy Hudson whatever you want to call him now. And Henry Peter Gyrick. He's been seen in a previous issue of S.W.O.R.D. as being connected to Orcus, as a liaison to Orcus. And looks like he's using Mars as an opportunity to recruit more people to his side. Yikes. Do you think that the settling of Mars is going to trigger more humans to side with Orcus? Do you think that that's going to make Orcus's plots seem a little bit more reasonable in light of the fact that they just settled their own world and declared themselves the rulers of this solar system. I don't know. I I mean, yes, but I also think it's more just going to trigger Orcus to try to move faster in everything that they're doing, which I guess would include trying to recruit recruit more people to their cause. Yeah, and the fact that like this right here, the thing saying, you know, can't believe they just do that. And then this conversation with Guardian, there's no, to my knowledge, there are no super beings sided with Orcus. And so mm. this is that next step. And even Captain America's like facial reaction as you see that word bubble of, have you heard of a thing called Orcus? I feel you like know, he has. He knows. Potentially, yeah. That's what that face says to me. I know what Orcus is. Why are you talking about that here right now? Right. Well, you know why. And I, I do want to point out and, and do want to call out the, the sentinel face on the side of the location of the gal Like, to know, like, that just, mm-hmm. this is the reason why we're doing what we're doing. Right. Is that giant metal head that's murdered our children. Yeah. I do like this conversation between Cap and Doom. You know, the discussing the philosophical ramifications of what the mutants have done. Are we not both the faces of our nations? <laughs> And he laughs. Ha. This is conversation about hope, about feelings of being lost. You know, I I do. I think I started to say this, but I understand where Cap is coming from with this in respect to the Uncanny Avengers and to this idea of creating a superhero team fighting for all humanity. But that team and this idea negates the lived experiences of all actual millions of other mutants that have experienced at the hands of humans death and destruction. But that's but that's. Cap's M.O. Like, that's who Captain America is. Blind idealism, regardless of what's actually happening. No. Mm. (laughs) Rawr. No. He acknowledges what's happening, but he holds out hope for the future. Sure. He literally says, despite everything I've been through and everything I've seen others go through, despite all the challenges to come, I believe in a better tomorrow. So that's why I'm saying I think he acknowledges that the mutants have been through a lot. And this is 
their reaction to that. Mm -hmm. And he's saying just because they've done this doesn't mean there's no reaching them. Doesn't mean there's not a middle ground, a middle ground somewhere or like a mutually beneficial future out of this. It just means we have to take note of where we're at right now. And I'd honestly, I'd say what the mutants did levels the playing field for them. You know, like this is, I mean, not that they, they had kind of a lot more on their side in terms of firepower, Mm -hmm. but now they have a seat, you know, now they have a place where they can just be themselves. That isn't just a small Island like Namor said, you know, (laughs) Namor, how how bad? I want I want to see his face. I just He's want to see mad. his face. Here comes tomorrow. This is what comes next. Written by Al Ewing, artist Valerio Shiti, color artist Marte Gracia. Letters VCs Ariana Maher. Here we are up on the sword so station. We're at the station, and we've got the representatives gathered. Yeah, you know but why? Why should we care? You know, you did this. What, what, what do we care about this? Was, I feel was, like that's a silly question. Like, well, okay, I understand. Like, y'all are from your other systems, your other galaxies, your other whatever. But empires. the mutants just, but they just resurrected an entire planet in minutes. Yeah, Why yeah. should you care? Because this is just the tip of the iceberg, baby. That's true, and I think you know the. Orbis Stellaris does call the fact that what they've done would have taken someone like us a year or more mm-hmm. they've done in minutes. Right. And that is the future of what they could do. But, you know, to the point that this horsehead guy is talking about the the struggles that they're all coming and facing because of Null and because of what happened in the, the King in Black series. This is small potatoes. This you, you transformed your backyard. I think they even say in a in a word bubble. What what does this mean for us? Why do we care? And then they show you why you should care. This is this you know Mars is the appetizer. Mars is like the hey, this is our right. Well, our even foot just in the door. The, the saying again of it being the capital of the soul system. Right. You know that's why you should care. That's why you should care because your business dealings are now with me and with well not with me with. Uh, <laughs> It's it's interesting to look at this to this page and see that there's only two people or two things listed as allies of Krakoa. Right. The rest are just their own entities. Yeah, I would agree with that. But also at the same time, like Pybok, who is the Kreskal Alliance diplomatic envoy, he is fully on the sword station at all times. So where but he's not listed. Right. So where ally of Krakoa versus, you know, amicably working with, mm-hmm. I think is is kind of the Shi'ar, they're an ally. They work together. Their survival depends on each other. The Zinrex Empire, uh, that actually came from issue five. This Empress Kuga has been installed as Empress because of interferences by Wait. Sword and some members. Who? Which one is it that it says House of Regal? Regal? <laughs> the one that it says, whatever. Uh, I'm a telepath. He does mean to be rude. <laughs> no, no, not that. Convict serving two standard years of diplomatic service. It's yep. like, well, when you get in trouble, when you break the law, you have to serve on behalf of the country, you know, the, country the state, the whatever. The empire. The empire. That was just funny to me. 
the that one, like diplomatic service is your punishment. The one thing that I'm surprised you didn't ask about or call out the intergalactic empire of Wakanda. Well, they have a lot to say during this issue. So I was like, okay, I guess it makes sense. Wakanda's got mad technology. So of course they have probably gone to space on their own. Yeah. Yeah, they have. So I didn't, I, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. Also like, there's a lot to question in this book. Yeah, so yeah. Where like, do you... There's a lot that I don't know. So like, well, that was one that I wanted to call out just because. So they sent an envoy of explorers who then kind of went through a time vortex and went back, I think, two thousand years, oh, geez, and Louise. essentially settled an empire that is now the intergalactic empire of Wakanda. Sweet Christmas. Yeah, and it's huge. But I love this demonstration of the metal. Mysterium. And, you know, how they're like, look, I can bend this. Anyone else want to try? Because I can't bend this one. This is what comes next. You know, telling them about the qualities, the uses of the metal, what they can do with it. I do think like, I'm not, I'm on, I'm on the side of the mutants. I'm on the side of Krakoa. But I do think that this, the way in which move. they, all of their moves. Oh, yeah. All of their moves of saying like... We give you this for... Right. The way in which they trade. And I know that Magneto talked about it in that issue where they were like at the dinner and he's like slowly eating his steak. Issue four of X-Men. Yeah. All that jazz. But like the way that they exploit that, that, that kind of power dynamic, it doesn't present itself as an amicable relationship. No. So they... They have this like, no, we're doing you a favor, but it's not a favor. It's like I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse kind yeah, of favor. You it know? very much so is. It's and that, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a seat at the table. And nobody I'm gonna take the head of the table. It's like it's like um, you know, Heathers or Mean Girls. Like nobody actually likes Regina George. They're just afraid of her. Sure. So that's what you're setting yourself up for. Yeah. You and know, it, people are gonna make this deal because they want this thing and they don't want to deal with what happens after the fact. That's kind of, I think, how some humans reacted to the original like acknowledgement of Krakoa as a nation. And I feel like that's what they're setting themselves up for here is like I mean, big- either that, either people being afraid of them or people just being like, OK, I'm going to use this while I can get from you what I can get from you, but I'm never going to really trust you. I mean, big picture, the fact that this is a separate solar system. These are all people representative of entirely different areas of Mm -hmm. the Marvel cosmos. What goes on in Soul is really no concern of theirs unless this builds to an empire that then can conquer galaxies, Mm -hmm. right? So the fact that they're, they're taking what they need to then give... The mutant population, the the regent of soul, a seat at this table. I feel like they're the people that you need to talk to 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 step on this intergalactic stage. Right, but like Earth has otherwise never been at this table. But like you're coming at it from a very from a very like underhanded. No, no, it's big dick energy again. <laughs> you're coming at it like I ha- I have the power when you don't really have the power or the respect yet. And so I, mean, I understand the idea of like 
presence and poise and, you know, quote unquote, dressing for the job you want, you know, that kind of vibe. But I also feel like I can understand why people are questioning them and are like, oh, yeah. "Mm." Well, this is what I'm saying about what they're doing and how this is going to garner a response from Orcus, how this is going to garner a response from like terraforming Mars versus taking over this solar system, essentially. Those are those are two giant steps. Yeah. And what they're doing here is essentially the next level of what Krakoa did or of what Xavier did with Krakoa in establishing them as a nation, establishing the amnesty of their people and and essentially taking over. Right. And then space Krakoa, the doom comes. Ah, this this teleportation. Why should I care? Why wasn't I invited to your space party? Also, side note, Dr. Doom is now a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. As of a few issues ago. Oh, interesting. And that's why he has this little side back to uh, Peter Quill. Why was I not invited? But we'll table that for now along with those antlers. But also like Doom. There's one person from every organization here. So Peter was invited. So you're not invited. Right. And also, you know. Peter's the leader. Yeah. And you. Of course. Essentially, you what? You represent latveria in this conversation right right so what what are you saying is your right to be at this conversation ah the Uh, best part of the issue yeah Ah. doom wants to see who is this regent of mars who Um, runs what he says he says who is king king yep who rules your new planet tell me his name who is the king of Mars? Who would speak for soul? Victor. Oh, because he's mad because he wants to do it. You yeah. know my name. There's a there's an interesting history between Storm and Doom with a, a couple of back issues. I actually have the issue where they first kind of interact with the X-Men. and I don't care. I just want to talk <laughs> it, about this amazing sure. moment. This Look page. This page. Yeah. Look at her. So what do you think about Storm being the queen of soul? I mean, we already talked about this in our last episode. Everyone saw it coming. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's well-deserved. It's going to be so dope. Like, Storm deserves this. I know I don't know a ton about comics in, like, all the backstory and all of that. You used to think that Storm was who they told you she was in the movies. I know. That was blasphemy. Blasphemy. And then I started learning about Storm in the comics. And she is like not only a goddess and super powerful. She's level-headed. She really cares about people. She has a calm rage. She gets things done. She takes care of business. She just like, she's her presence, her regal nature, her beautiful face, like what her hair like everything about her screams royalty. Yeah. And power in a like the her in this position takes a little of the aggressive narcissism out of this flex by the mutants. Because Because she's a diplomat. Because Storm because she's is a diplomat. A level headed person that Storm would is not empathy going, for everyone. Yes, yeah. Yes. This is the person that you need in this role. Yes. I will say it concerns me that she's potentially now off the council because can you really be a part of both? I don't know. Or she could be on the council as that representative. Right. Where I guess, you know, Magneto is the liaison of the council to sword 
he's not really necessarily a member of sword but i don't know i just don't see i don't think you could have the ruler of the capital of the solar system who is basically the face to the galaxy right not be on the council i don't know i just feel like so in terms of deviation of of responsibilities and powers is she able to represent at a council meeting is she going to be able to go to council meetings i don't think so she's got so many more responsibilities now but to your point of the fact that none of these people care what's happening in the soul system unless there's some intergalactic oh there's gonna be i know but i'm just saying the last annihilation is coming oh i just think she should be still on the council I, I would love it because I mean, if she's not, not but... if she's not, then they like Xavier has fully lost a foothold. That's another one of his quote unquote children off the board. Who would be her proxy on the council? Like who would represent her? And, mm. Yeah, because yeah. maybe it'll be that. Maybe so she would she would get to pick a replacement, or like she would have like a second. Yeah. So when she can't be at a council meeting. I'd say I'd almost say Kitty, but she's already. I know she's already Kate on the on the council. Well, maybe something will happen there. I don't know. I don't know. The other thing, do you think she was elected to this position? Like, what was the what was the decision making process for her to be in this position? Because the one reason I ask is the Iraqi people, this large body of people that now are being supposedly amicably led by a mutant that they don't necessarily know. And who is not of their warlike society? I I question. I don't think she was elected. I question I feel like how she was that. Hand-picked. Yeah, so I question their being okay with that, and I'd like to see that play out. I just and feel it's like fine. I just want to see it play out because it's Storm, and Storm is who she is. They are gonna be more open to it than if it was someone else, because Storm always has this. They don't know that though. I know, but she always presents herself in a way that she gen- you can g- you genuinely know that Storm cares about the people, cares about that whoever it is that she's in charge of or working with or and I just feel like we don't know like how she's been interacting with them fully. Hmm. She's Storm. Don't you're not going to be mad about it. I'm not mad about it. I'm interested in seeing I'm the ramifications. To the, to the other mutants. They're going to be mad about it. They're going to be led and not say anything. They're going to be led by this outsider of their culture and people, this, the, the people that fought for thousands of years to get the peace that they've now been kind of given slash worked for together with Krakoa. I don't know. You know what I'm getting from you from this episode? What? Really negative vibes. No. Yes, everything's gonna fall apart. Everyone's gonna be mad. Captain Inferno, pissed off. Storm. The- everything's gonna fall apart. I mean, that's not negative vibes. That's that's reading the room. You're there yelling. are negative vibes. You're yelling. I'm always yelling. <laughs> I'm just saying you're being very pessimistic. I'm not being pessimistic. Yes. I'm being these. This is not pessimism. This is aware of the people that are now gonna have to interact with this situation. I don't think this is being pessimistic to acknowledge the possibilities. Okay, acknowledge the possibilities, but just revel in the moment for a second before you start thinking about how terrible this is going to be and how it's angry not gonna be people terrible. are going to be about it. Why don't you just look at this beautiful goddess on this page? <laughs> she is great. 
This data page is basically the House of X data page part two, where Wakanda's like, yeah, we don't need no mutant metal. Yeah. We don't need no mutant drugs. Well, that's kind of like how I felt was like, okay, so Wakanda just basically has the same stance that they've always had is like, yeah. we, we are in our own bubble. We do our own thing. But that's the other thing that I would say they benefit from. Well, <laughs> there's they an issue. of tumultuous relationship. Yes. There's an issue of Ten of Swords that drives a stake between the relations yes, of... Yes, you told me. Right. I showed you this because we were... That's the thing you told me when we were... You were kind of like... Preparing for our interview with Mateo because yes, he, he, he drew, drew that. Um, that, you know, I feel like there's still some ability to continue that conversation and she is the one to have that conversation, but she is not coming from a good place to Wakanda. Wait, did you say the two mutant nations battled in the Ten of Swords? Essentially, yes. So did Storm win? She won her challenge. I feel like that gives her a little more clout in their eyes. Potentially. But she won her challenge. I, I don't want to tell you. Okay. Read it. I will. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. After okay. party. After party. Bye. Magneto. Uh, he's just celebrating himself, reveling in the glory I of the night. He just cheers in his own he's helmet. He cheers in his helmet. Oh, man. Do you see the meme where I showed it to you where... Emma, it's it's like Emma and Rogue sitting at another table. I don't... Okay, yeah, I guess I see it, right? Because, <laughs> like, Rogue and Magneto have... Yeah. Yeah. Rogue-nido. Mm-hmm. And then... Ah, uh, these pages. Wanda. Wanda. This is a big moment. This This is, like, several big moments here. Yeah. So much depth of their emotions. Wanda, Wanda. I love that she was like, yeah, I didn't want to come to the party, but I still wanted to come see you. The pretender can't sit at the feast. This is the the fact that how people are going to react to her being there. And Okay. I need to know a little bit about this situation. What? So I know that she said no more mutants and whatever. She's not a mutant. How is that explained? Like... Why do they call her the pretender? The pretender Are they is a new thing that, that the, she knew the whole time that she was. They're basically a blaming her because they're they're essentially blaming her, even though she didn't know. So she didn't know that she wasn't a mutant. But the fact that she isn't a mutant and also depowered a million mutants—that's why she's essentially the mutant boogeyman. So well, she's <laughs> other than the one that we find out in Way of X. Yes. So, there. So, so she didn't know that their idea. The, the idea behind it is that she didn't know she wasn't a mutant, but she's because she's not a mutant. She's just a witch. She's a witch, and she's also been augmented by the High Evolutionary. What? We, okay, we're, we're not gonna. We're get, not gonna get into it. Right I just now. like. I just feel like I need needed to know why they're always calling her the Pretender, and it's like, well, if she didn't know, then she didn't know that she wasn't pretending. Yeah, but so they don't see it like that. They see it as this is a person that pretended to be one of us and then took away what made us us, you know? And that that is a hard thing for the the million mutants that it affected. No, I understand that it's difficult for them to have lost all their powers, but I just needed to understand a little bit. Because Magneto says, well, then I'm a pretender too. Right. Well, and sometimes it takes two to pretend. Such a beautiful moment. Yeah, I love... 
shout-outs to Valerio Shidi and Marta Garcia for just th- these facial expressions. Yeah, really wonderful. You are my daughter, Wanda. You will always be my daughter. And I will do what I must to make things right. Which... This is why I'm boom. saying this is going to be involved in the trial of Magneto. Oh, yeah. The trial of Magneto is 100% about his family relationship. And I don't know how it comes up. At first, you know, everybody was speculating, is it uh, that he kills a human at the gala? That's what everybody, because the cover of issue one has a chalk outline. Mm-hmm. And then some people are I like... I thought that somebody was supposed to die at the gala. Right. So we still have one more issue for someone Which to is die. Which is X-Factor. And X Factor is the investigations of murders, so that makes sense. Makes sense. And they do play into, or it is said, the writer of X Factor is the writer of Trial of Magneto. But where we're at right now in the night, when Wanda comes to Magneto, like the party's over. So the murder has already happened. If it, yeah, if it happens at the gala or on Mars, maybe, or is he going to kill Wanda to try to resurrect her as a mutant? which I don't think that works is someone going to see them together and try to attack Wanda. And then he kills them in defense. Well, someone has already seen them together. Yeah. He didn't see anything. He was, he was drunk and leaning on his puke bucket. Why would they show it then? Right. That's true. If it's not going to come into play in some place, why would they show it? And then the other idea trial. And I think you read this. Yeah, you did read this issue where the game, the Iraqi game, it loosely translates to trial. So less mm. of like a, a judge and jury trial, but more of like testing your strengths and your weaknesses. Oh, that game. Right, with the summoner. Yeah. So is that what they mean by trial? And I just feel like with the clues on the, you know, maybe that maybe that's the misdirection of the announcement of the cover. Maybe. Because then we've seen... The other cover, or at least I've seen the other cover with, it's very family oriented. It's very House of M oriented, which I'm excited about. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Trial of Magneto. Coming in August, I believe. August. So Krakoan. that was Sword. Krakoan for the next issue is what? Regent. Yee-hee. Did you see the cover of it? No. Do you want to see it? Yes. Oh, what? You gotta be kidding me with this and just the continuation of her gala look too i feel like yeah because that's what a queen wears yeah oh my god (sighs) she's so fierce and amazing love it if you haven't seen it check it out check it out no spoilers just it's storm (laughs) okay way of x number three what (laughs) (laughs) i love this cover so let's yes, just, you know. I do love this Everybody's Hungover cover. Uh, I did have the opportunity to get the green carpet cover, and I almost got both because it is Nightcrawler on the green carpet. Oh. And you know me, Nightcrawler. We, yeah, why didn't you? I don't know. I don't want to get in the habit of buying multiple covers. And but it's a Hellfire Gala. Go back. It's probably not there still. Just phone it, phone a friend. <laughs> okay. The cover, yes. The cover is great. I love the hangover vibes. I also really loved being able to see the details on the sleeves of Nightcrawler's outfit a little bit more intensely. I, I want this coat. 
we talked about it, I think, at, at book club at one point, and they were like, which which outfit do you want the most? And I feel like I would wear Nightcrawler's outfit. Are you asking me to make you this coat? Uh, that'd be cool. After I make your other costume, that will be... New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con premiered. Okay. hi yeah, yeah. Shall we page turn noise? Yay. Here we go. We start out with this little disclaimer from Charles Xavier that's basically like, okay, kids, be on your best behavior and don't forget, make more babies. Yep. Make more mutants. And then the name of the issue is me, or the, the name of the issue is Joy of X. But written by Cy Spurrier. Art by Bob Quinn, color artist Java Tartaglia, letter VCs Clayton Cowles. All right, so I'm going to let you take the reins on this one because it's basically like I understood what was going on. And and so I do want you to voice your questions as we go. In that in the recap blurb and then a little bit further on, we do get understanding as to why Kurt was drinking. No, I what why <laughs> i don't understand he had some big news what yeah. the heck is the big news onslaught onslaught is somewhere on krakoa you don't know who onslaught is i do kind of know who onslaught is okay so he is a big scary bad guy he is a psychic ent- entity the a, a psionic entity created by the the terrible things of magneto and xavier yes that's, there's a data that, page later on the, yeah. yeah but he is basically the krakoan boogeyman so that's what Kurt knows. It just kind of seems like, okay, Kurt knows that, but also that seems to fall way more on Legion than it does on Kurt in this story. Legion discovered it, and that was the tease at the end of issue two, is that Legion tells Kurt, and Kurt's like, I, I can't, how do I wrestle with this revelation? Well, that, see, having read issue two, because what I kept getting out of this was that Kurt didn't know how to handle the idea of making more mutants no and like his struggle with like what that means when people are just having sex for fun well i mean that does that is definitely a part of the theme of this which is stupid (laughs) it's stupid the the sex sheriff no but like come on kurt like Really? So the only time people are allowed to have sex is if no, they're making a baby? No, that's not what he's saying. Yes, it is. That's not what he's saying. He's saying to be working towards the idea that we as a culture should be making more mutants. That, you know. But he's like, but don't don't pass out condoms because you're going to prevent accidental babies. Yeah, apparently not. Anyway, so we have our, our, our gala snippets through the perspective of Kurt. Right, these are our connector shots. We have this right one from Hellions. Yeah. We have this one from Wolverine. I almost called it X Force because it was X Force. Uh-huh. We have. Hey, I don't know if you notice. Do you see on this first page two famous comedians? Two famous comedians. One in one panel, one in the other. This guy. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Mazukis. Yes. Okay. Wait. And that guy. And Paul Shear. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I just think that that's cool. But yeah. And isn't this, this is in. um, Hellions. Hellions, for sure. You said that already. Yep. But I feel like maybe the other ones didn't actually happen. Well, Well, this one actually happens in Excalibur. Right. And then this one happens in Sword. I feel like this one might have happened in Marauders. I don't think so. No? 
maybe in the background, but I don't I don't remember that happening. But, but we then, we experienced the entire gala timeline through the progressively drunk Nightcrawler. And and I just feel like, what is the significance of him mumbling the word regret while he's huddled in the corner while Magneto and Wanda like dance together? They're, like That's such a, I feel like that's strategic because because Kate is saying like you're gonna regret this or whatever you're gonna Time, say something you regret you're gonna say something you regret and he says regret was was well, anyone understand I'm gonna save y'all what's to regret that's what he's saying what's to regret but hmm. just the the layout of the choice of the word regret being while well, he's obviously regretting being drunk yeah but also he doesn't want to regret spilling the beans about onslaught right. being on the island and ruin the gala no i know that the this the the surface meaning right or the like most obvious or most explicit meaning is that but i'm just saying the deeper layout like underscore meaning of him like of the word the that's the only word regret and he could have been puking in a bucket anywhere. Sure. Are you saying that he's going to regret? Like, are you saying it connects to Magneto and Wanda? Not Kurt, just the idea of regret. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like it's an intentional I don't know. pull out. Like, all the other things are things that Kurt. Like their interactions that Kurt had in the gala. And then if you're saying, well, he didn't see them because he was just puking in his bucket. Yeah, then I, don't, I don't think he saw them at all. Right. So then why are we seeing them? Connection point. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe something will get answered. Maybe, maybe not. But I just I just think it's yeah, yeah. interesting. Okay. So who the heck is this dude? Dr. Nemesis. You don't know Dr. Nemesis. And, at all. Uh, yeah, not no, even I, a little bit. No. Uh, in a previous issue, it was established that he's the one behind most slash all of their science. He developed the Krakoan medicines, and he's also growing consciousness-altering mushrooms out of his cerebellum. Oh, okay. He has enhanced mutant intelligence, and because of that, kind of uh, on uh, par or, or in the field of Forge and other people mm-hmm. of that nature but you know he, he secretly loves dazzler yeah not so secretly but you know especially by the end of this issue he's he's been yelling at her for the past two issues about her singing at the green lagoon i don't know too much about dr nemesis either but i do i do like him okay I, so the person he's like the sen- he's like the sinister that is is good yeah love a sinister um so the person who's talking to Kurt in his mind throughout all of this is Legion? Yep, that's okay. David Holler. And we get between their conversation the real reasons why he's been drinking and just seeds of their budding relationship, which has only really taken place over the last couple of issues. That you know, Kurt is asking the real questions and David respects him because of that. He trusts Kurt because he's not just going along with what's going on on Krakoa. Where's Blink? I don't know. I thought Blink was in Way of X. She was in the first issue. Oh, that's it? Yeah. I I don't know what you want me to say. When I heard of Way of X, it was like, Nightcrawler and Blink are getting a title. Blink is on Sword, too. You should read Sword issue one. She has a great moment there. She has one great moment. I'm just kidding. I just 
she's been dead for 30 years and then has only been the age of apocalypse blink whatever okay hey this mars after party is pretty cool after after party the after after party yeah uh i love nemesis's protesting the the council's closed minds and i think that all right so you have a couple of threads and a couple of perspectives all talking about this idea of love this idea of responsibility to further the culture the the community of krakoa nightcrawler he's like the make more mutants loose catholic desire to have these loving connections and and procreations Mm mm-hmm Nemesis is the man of science that would rather just remove the sticky parts and, and yeah, physically make more mutants and tubes. And then Stacey X, who is revealed to be passing out contraceptives and running a, a dating den that I don't want to call a brothel because I don't want to get smacked in the face. But that's the thing is like, that's I'm, I'm on her side in that. Yeah, I don't think what she's doing is a bad thing. No, no, no. I'm just saying like, Kurt, like... I just feel like, why are you struggling so much with this idea that literally every interaction, I know the, I know one of the rules is make more mutants, but I don't think that needs to be everyone's primary concern 24 seven. And that's what I got from him was like, well, "Well, every time you guys have an interaction, you need to think about if you're going to make more mutants. And that seemed very odd to me. And so the idea of this book is him using the three laws of Krakoa as a foundation to understand something larger that unites the Krakoan community that, you know, maybe is akin to a religion. Yeah. And and that is in the book of Catholicism, you know, union is for the, between a married man and a married woman and for the results of, right. Yeah, sure. You're shaking your head. Your eyes are rolling beyond your head. I am just, he used to be a priest. You know, that that's, that's fine. But you also had an affair with Megan. No, he didn't. It's his baby. It's not his baby. You're 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 reading things that are head not actually cannon, things. Head cannon, it's my head cannon. It's gonna be a night caller, baby. Legion love doctor. This uh another take of the idea of being intimate, which okay. is odd. But in here. Let's just break this down for a second. Sure. So Onslaught is somewhere on Krakoa. Onslaught is a psychic, psionic entity. He is in potentially the shadows, the minds, the hearts of various members of Krakoa. Okay. Various members. Yes. I don't think he's in one place. Because it kind of seems like he just happens to be in these two, one of these two's mind. Right. And then he's he's pulled out. Released. Right. I think. Seems like Legion let him out. Well, Legion is trying to find him. You know, Legion. But it seems like Legion let him out. Okay. Well, you. What are you going to just leave him there? Is that what you're saying? Try to destroy him, or like be like, oh, we saw him. Now we know how to access him. Not like, hee hee, let him run amok. Maybe. I don't trust Legion. Um, that's fair. So yeah, these two. They want to get together, but powers get in the way so yeah which i thought was an interesting cross combination of their powers i don't know too much about mercury and loa but mercury has an ability to seemingly be impermeable Mm -hmm. and loa is someone who can essentially move through anything with destruction to that thing that she's moving through which i feel like that's kind of opposites attract Mm -hmm. as a metaphor here stacy x calling kurt the sex sheriff and just 
you know, so sh- she manipulates and furthers nudges, as she describes it, pheromones. So she's uh, you know, kind of controls and, and moves desires. Yep. She also has endurance, high endurance because of her scaly skin. And she's a great fighter. But yeah, she's a pheromone manipulation. Interesting. Well, now I can see a little bit more why Kurt is like, so you're just like. Well, and she also was in a brothel. People got to get their fix somehow sometimes yeah i mean when you have a pheromone manipulation ability put it to good use right but then there's a baby that comes out of it yeah we're not there yet i mean okay i didn't i didn't know we needed to go deep Uh, into these two's mind yeah we don't journeys like it's interesting how like their whole past present and everything is fusing together and being all over the place but yeah i feel like what we need to get out of this is that onslaught is hiding in there onslaught is hiding in there and in is appearing as something else and in the past two issues he's been referred to as the patchwork man mm. which is that a different... sounds like some freddy krueger stuff oh yeah i mean he is he is very very much so this big i keep on calling him the boogeyman of krakoa and that's that's kind of what he is but this the, yeah this release of him to get him out of there and now they can hunt him. Now they can go and try to find him even further. It just seems like he's much more dangerous out in the wild. I don't think so. I, I feel like you can't get him if he's inside someone. You can't find him, right? You need to, to be able to take care of him. You need to let him out. Okay. But. I don't know. And now there's a baby. Yeah. little mutant orphanage. I do love it. The fact that Stacy X is providing a place for these lost kids and even has the inclusion of this character Lost, who has appeared in the last two issues of Way of X. Gets a little bit of backstory and connection to Stacy. And then who's this other redhead? Oh, Fabian. That's right. Yeah. Fabian Cortez. And that's Frenzy from Sword. Mm-hmm. And we get an attack from Onslaught. You know, Light teases of how he can manipulate things, how he can influence the greater island and, and really disrupt an entire interaction but tell me about the zorn brothers have they been in other issues thus far because zorn was in zorn was in the future the future yep and but then i haven't seen zorn in other right comics up until this point they haven't really been Uh, oh okay they've only recently they seem to be following like the groupies of legion essentially uh, and they so in terms of like what they've been doing on Krakoa, not yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, that's, much. that's what I meant. Yeah, they haven't really them, been doing anything yet. What are um, they, what's their role in Krakoa as of now? So Nothing, yeah. Just floating around. Just floating around and seemingly following Legion. You know, they, they have stars for brains, potentially a black hole. Yeah, yeah. There, there is Entourage. And we get, we get our vision of Onslaught. You know, he comes out as you wish. I'm interested in the cause of Onslaught. So, especially in this new Krakoan age where things are different, things have been changed from past, I believe. Onslaught comes from, so Fatal Attractions, where Magneto rips the adamantium of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Charles goes into Magneto's brain and shuts him down. Rude. I mean, he just ripped, almost Let killed just Wolverine. just have my feelings. Okay. Because of him entering his brain, their connections started to intertwine and from that years later you know so that happened in i think 93 this onslaught i think happened in 96 so three or so years later 
this brewing in the background psionic psychic entity unleashed and created a huge it was a giant crossover for the entire marvel universe i mean i've seen onslaught before right he's like the kind of like giant magneto looking robot guy you've seen the action figure yeah Yeah. yep that's that's him he is he is very much so a big bad and i'm excited to see the fact that he's going to be a part of the conversation and the fact that you know, I, he feels a little bit bigger than just a, a bad guy in Way of X. You know, he feels kind of like something's coming. Something big's coming. Yeah. And then everyone goes for their for their hair of the dog drink after party. Yeah, the Green Lagoon, the Procreation Police. I love that. Oh, the um, hold on, the the data page where they're talking about the latent desires of the two. And I, I just want to mention this because it made me laugh out loud mm-hmm. in a preview of cable number 11 that's coming out next week. Mm-hmm. The five refers to Xavier and Magneto as the helmet bros. Oh, my land. And I just love that. I love that. I, I just I think that that's amazing. The helmet bros. But yeah, we we go to the Green Lagoon. Everyone's feelings are wrapped up. Yeah. And Stacey and X solves the, the great mystery of Nemesis's actions. Really brings it all together with their conversation, with their various viewpoints. You know, the themes of this issue, the, the bigger themes of this book coming together yeah. at once. And they dance. And they dance. Krakoan for next issue. What is it? Airs and graces. Airs, like. H-E-I-R-S. Hairs. Hairs. So I do want to mention uh, we talked about we talked about the trial of Magneto. Yes. What was also announced this week was X Men: The Onslaught Revelation. Oh. Which Way of X will go until issue five, and this will be, as Cy Spurrier referred to in an interview recently, this will be the season finale of season one of whatever story he's telling. Oh. It's not like the end. But I believe Way of X was only intended to be a five-issue arc. Interesting. And so this will be, be wrap it up slash kick off something new. Yeah, whether it's wrapping it up. And he was very like, you know, didn't want to say too much because of what it might mean about, you know, revealing what else is going on at Krakoa. Mm-hmm. But this is happening simultaneously with the trial of Magneto. It's happening simultaneously with the other big reveal from this week, Inferno, which wasn't necessarily revealed, but... They, they did tease previously, but we saw a cover and we got solicitation, solicitation text of issue one of Inferno. There's just going to be a lot going on in August and September. Woohoo! I better read a bunch in July. Yeah. I mean, you you read half of it, so you're there. Yeah, it's just I can maybe use like all of July to read what I read in four days of... Yeah, that, that'd be June. a good idea. Be better. And then... The one thing I do want to pull out from the Inferno announcement, because we, we, we talked about Way of X, right? Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on it? No, do, I mean, you, do you feel better about it yes, now that we've I talked about it? I think talking about it helps. I think I was really confused about, because I the didn't- The purpose of the book. I right. didn't get that, because I didn't know in the issue before that Legion had told Nightcrawler about Onslaught. Yeah. So from a lot of this, I felt like most of- Nightcrawler's focus was on this make more mutants thing and so I was really confused about what he was like I kept waiting to hear because there's a line that's like and will he reveal it or whatever Mm -hmm. will he keep it to himself or really reveal it so I kept trying to figure out what it was that he was going to reveal because it felt like the onslaught thing was something Legion was dealing with and Nightcrawler was dealing with this other thing so 
I was a little bit confused. Plus, there's a bunch of characters that I didn't know. So having in that added information about Stacey X being mm-hmm. able to control pheromones, like that's a whole nother level of who she is as a character that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I definitely feel after talking about it, better about it in general. But yeah. I would say obviously Sword was my favorite of the three. Me too. And honestly, it would for me it went Sword, Way of X, Wolverine. Interesting. Uh, well, I don't know. I feel like I, I, this was probably the first two issues of Way of X were really, really amazing. Were really, really good. Were mm-hmm. really, really like, oh my god, I want to know what's going on with this and where it's going. This was probably my least favorite of the three issues, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's riding the coattails of that hype probably bumped it up a little higher. And I just, I felt like Wolverine tied up too nicely. And yeah, you're very upset about I'm it. Very upset about Beast. I'm out on Beast. He's very upset. I'm, folks. I'm still in on the story of Beast, but I want to see his comeuppance. You know, he okay. he needs he's been going on for too long, and I feel like he got Go off. Get his baby. He he should. He better. So, what was the other thing you were gonna say? Now that that's over. So Inferno. Yes. We had seen a teaser image before that was done by Mark Brooks, but now we have the solicitation information for it. Four giant-sized issues written by Hickman. Snap. All with different artists. Valerio Shidi from Sword is the first one. Mm-hmm. I believe each issue will be a different artist. I'm not entirely sure about that. The The thought was that it really is coming from Mystique trying to burn it all down. Right. Right. The cover leads me to believe that there's a lot more going on, especially in connection to Moira. Well, because Mystique has been very quiet this whole time. I mean, she's been quiet, but she's also been interestingly listening in the background the right. entire time. You know, right. She's she's not she's not saying or doing anything, but she's always there. She's in a handful of issues just hanging out. Just watching. Watching from the shadows. Something that, you know, is giving people a lot to like, whoa, what, what? Because of what we've talked about before with Hickman moving off of X-Men with Jerry Dugan now taking over X-Men. So this is this is first the cover of Inferno. Posted this the other day. Mm-hmm. Yes. When that, so that's Moira standing in, in the middle of the a middle, bunch of dead bodies. Not just a bunch, but the council. Mm-hmm. And the solicitation text is the culmination of Jonathan Hickman's X-Men begins here. Which people are like, what do you mean culmination? Well, come on. We just got started. What the heck? Right. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know if that means the culmination of his arc of X-Men, right? So the 21 issues that he has penned. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is the full narrative of Krakoa because I feel like that's a that's a much sneakier announcement than I would expect if they were going to announce right. Krakoa is going to end. I still don't think that Inferno, four issues, someone online when I was talking, they were like, oh, I wonder if it's going to be weekly. I feel like it's too big to be weekly. It mm-hmm. would be incredible hype because of the fact that you know it it is billed as a continuation of house of x and powers of 10 there will be an island not the first but the last promises were made and broken the rulers of kirkoa have been playing a dangerous game with a dangerous woman and they are about to see how badly that can burn them mastermind of the x-men jonathan hickman brings his plans to a head joined by an incredible lineup of artists beginning with valerio shidi as one woman follows through on her promise to burn the nation of Krakoa to the ground. Ah, uh, so this came out, and then this is why all the Mystique memes came out. 
because one woman burned to the ground and then everyone was like, she gonna burn it to the ground. Oh, I mean that, yeah, maybe. I think that that came out before this. This came out on Wednesday, but maybe. I think that's when I saw the little no, girl I think that the was house Tuesday. on fire. That was Tuesday. Oh, well. I mean, that's been teased in the background for a while. Right, right. 56 pages. That's huge. Okay, I believe you. That's a giant comic. That's a chapter of a book. I'm excited. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm excited. There's, there's a lot going on in September. Perfect way to celebrate our anniversary. Hey. And Comic-Con. And com- Well, that's in October. Right. But this will still be going in October if Amazing. it's a monthly book. Amazing. Because I think it's going to be a monthly book. And that was the other thing. So how, and then we'll wrap this up, but because <laughs> I think this is now our longest episode ever. You never know. But how does an event like Inferno happen and not ripple out to the other books? Well, I don't think it does. I think it has to ripple. It has to, right? So it's not just going to be contained in this story. There's got to be other things happening around in the other books. There's got to be tie-ins to what else is going on. There's got to be. Right? There's got to be. If there's not, poo-poo on you. I feel like there needs to be. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. Maybe until we get some more information. Maybe, maybe. Until next time, old friend. Charles, I got my daughter back. <laughs> Baby. Good golly. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. <laughs>